hello, 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 and welcome to Canterbury. Hi, I'm Blessing, and I'm still currently living this graduate life. Hi, I'm Omolade, and I have Thrush's flu. Oh, no. And we are your two Canterbury hosts that are in the studio right now because Nisha and Dami are still out there living their best lives as per. Mm -hmm. So this is Canterbury, and this is a show where we talk about our experiences as BAME students here in the quaint little town of Canterbury. So for those of you who are still unaware of what this acronym means, it stands for Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic. And this is a platform for those who often feel that they're not represented and those of you who also want to listen and learn about these experiences. So if you'd like to follow the conversation today, please check out our Twitter. At Canterbury. Our Instagram. At Canterbury. And feel free to comment or at us. <laughs> Shadiness is encouraged and a follow is always appreciated. Also email us at studio at csifm.com because we appreciate a good electronic mail. And we'll be sharing many of the responses, as many of the responses as we can today. But today, we have some guests with us in the studio who are here to talk with us about relationships. So we are having a little two-parter this episode. We're going to be talking in the the first hour about relationships in terms of friends and family. And the second part will focus on romantic relationships. So with us in the studio today, we have our very own Auntie Sophie. Hello. (laughs) We have Emmanuel. What's up? (laughs) And we have Davina. Hello again, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> again. Okay, don't need to sound okay, okay. okay. sad or bored about it. Okay. Exactly. Some sad is so bored and tired. Exactly. <laughs> You're happy to be here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if you you probably recognize through those voices, Sophie is the Keynes, sorry, let me pronounce it correctly, oh, yes. the Keynes Vice President, Committee Vice President. We've got Emmanuel who is the uh, is it the entertainment editor for the Inquirer for Inquirer newspaper for Inquirer yeah. newspaper yes and we also have Davino is the B one of the BME officer BAME officers on campus hey so we're full of titles here today we're joining us but you know beside the titles these are also some Canterbury vets some mm. friends some good mm-hmm. people who we know mm-hmm. and they're here to talk to us about just you know the the relationships the good the bad the upsetting the real mm-hmm. hopefully we won't shed too many tears here today <laughs> uh, I, did, I didn't bring any tissues so you guys have to wipe out your t-shirts yeah all mine are just full of snot so <laughs> oh, wow Sorry. that's that's an image i wanted um, um so today so what sometimes we often don't think about relationships but relationships are work and one thing i think that is often forgotten is that it's not just work to maintain the romantic ones but also the friendship and the family connections so um one thing so in the first half of this episode we're going to be talking specifically about family so i know i don't know how if everyone everyone oh we forgot we forgot Nisha's favorite question. Oh yeah! So you guys probably know this already because they have been on this show many a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what are you guys? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Where are you really Auntie from? Sophie. Hi, I am Nigerian. I'm from Nigeria. Manuel, what about you? Nigeria. Hey. Um, yep. And Davina. Uh, I am the representing Caribbean here. And you're all uh, black. You would call it, you would identify as black. No, I'm, I'm politically <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the colorless Raven Simone persuasion. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to collect that privilege. <laughs> Oh, so thank you guys. So in the first half, we're talking about family. So um, I know as black people, um, 
I mean, I, I don't want to speak for all BAME people, but I feel like family plays a very important role, especially for me. I mean, as a Nigerian person, family can, is very important in my lifestyle, in mm. my lifestyle, in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's just that your family is like meant to be the center of a lot of mm. stuff, in the, like in Nigerian households. I don't know mm. if that's different for you guys. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think family uh, is, I think going back to like a book that I was reading called All About Love, and it's by Bell Hooks. And one of the things she actually says is that your family is the center of where you find love and a lot of where you learn a lot of your relationships as well that you develop with people. So your family is like your first contact with like anyone else. So when you're born, you meet with your mother and then your father or in some cases just your mom or just like some of your siblings or just your family members. And those are the people who teach you some of um, your values and morals and just, you know, all about yourself and develop you. So family to people is a very crucial thing in their lives and is the center of their foundation as well and some people are not lucky to have that and some people are lucky to to have a family or people they can actually call a family so yeah and family doesn't have to be like um doesn't have to be like related to you some people have some people call people who they don't even know their family some people call friends their family as well family you can even make your family can be self-made sometimes Mm. sometimes that's the best situation yeah what about you sophie what what about family in your life family in my life is it's very interesting because i'm an introvert i guess and that goes with family as well so i'm very quiet and stuff and i went to nigeria for the first time this year so i got to meet obviously a lot of family members that i haven't seen and i don't know i just think it's amazing the amount of love that people who you probably haven't ever met before can have for you and that's only something that you get with family you know because with me i'm i don't know i'm just such a realist where i'm like okay i don't really know these people and they're strangers to me but they have so much love for me and it's just it's really overwhelming and it's it's a nice thing to have and to feel that you know that there are people out there who have your back and are there for you i guess so yeah well that's beautiful what about you yeah family is very very important to me um yeah i was born in nigeria and i came to the uk when i was nine so but like in nigeria we have a large extended family and um my granddad had two eyes unfortunately like because like it's not right is it like i mean your opinion i think yeah i think it really depends (laughs) i mean there's, um, you can what, have polyamorous right relationships, you. but yeah, it depends. I think it's I think it's worth saying that it's I not mean, right, but like your opinion in terms of not right, not like yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. people have different right. Yeah, because I know my granddad. He also had a poly- he was a polygamous uh, mm. man as well. Uh, yeah, so mm. I feel like it really depends on if it's the right thing for you. I yeah. know my dad, his son, it, like was completely like no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, same no. with my dad. Um, yeah, interesting enough. Sorry to cut you off, no, but no actually, I, I don't know if I was talking to someone about this, but they were talking about like how. Oh no, actually, I heard it on the receipts podcast. They were actually talking about like how in some societies, like polygamy is like normal because so like in some like um, societies they would have like women would um, like not sleep with everyone in the village, but like everyone in the village is essentially raising each a other. family like raising yeah. each other right. yeah what's, the, what's that saying about um, it, it takes, takes a, a village, village. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. but yeah anyway yeah I have yeah. a large extended family um, so they had like a dozen kids on both sides um, and my dad was like the third I think in the family and yeah I grew up in like a compound where it was like you you were living next to 
like your uncle, your auntie, and you see them every day, and they have nicknames for them. But yeah, when I came to the UK, it was like all that went away. It was like it was just my immediate family, and we just we we became like friends with other Nigerians, like who lived next, like near us, or mm. and we met friends at the church and the fellowship. So it was like not a replacement for that family, extended family, but it was kind of like. We wanted to obviously relate with other people. Mm. When, now we're in the UK, um, but I didn't see my grandparents for like seven or eight years because we never had enough money to visit Nigeria. Um, so I've still not visited since I've been here for twelve years. But um, my grandparents came about three or four years ago, and they stayed for a few months, maybe six, between like three and six months. And it was really different because we changed a lot, and we were like, it was hard to relate to our grandparents because. They spoke English, but like at the same time, it was like we didn't really have much to say to them. Like we just wanted to be ourselves. Do you mean cultural wise? Culturally, yeah, because yeah, culturally, it was was we were kind of trying to. I guess we were like we didn't understand the importance, but like at the time, I didn't understand like oh, like it's important to learn from your grandparents and like learn your heritage and your culture. Even though I was born in it and kind of spent a lot of, like mm. a lot of my childhood in Nigeria like I kind of became assimilated and kind of you mm. lost you lose that when mm. you're not around it all the time mm. so my grandparents coming back really was a good experience but yeah family is everything especially when you're away from family for a long time it becomes more important mm. which it shouldn't it should be important all the time but when you're away for a long time you realise how important it is oh definitely what about you Divino? um uh, family is a weird, a weird, I don't know, it's like a weird kind of subject for me because mm. I feel like being born in Jamaica but leaving when I was three, I left behind a large, like pretty much the majority of my family mm. back in Jamaica and like I kind of have had my immediate family around me. Like my mum's the matriarch of the family, so everyone kind of comes to her for any problems and like, you know, looks towards our part of the family for support and help. But um, I don't know, like unconditional love and family has always been a weird situation for me, especially now that I'm older. Um, so recently my grand aunt who raised me before I came to this country passed away. Mm. And my mum is in Jamaica currently, you know. Mm. The funeral was funeral was yesterday, she was there sorting mm. everything out and like dealing with the funeral arrangements. But like, for, like take that for an example of like family being a bit of a weird subject for me. Like, I feel sad that she's died, mm. but I feel so disconnected mm. from her as a person. Cause the mm. last time I saw her was like seven years ago. Mm. So it's kind of like, family and unconditional love and like it's weird it's weird because i feel like some of my closest connections have been friends and those are people who i regard as family like i don't even call some of my closest friends friends anymore they're just family like they're regarded as family by my family too so like i get where you guys are coming from where like family doesn't just mean blood relations because mm. there's some family that <laughs> I don't speak to. <laughs> and um, it's, I don't know, it's just a strange one for me. Mm. I think one thing that you talked about, Davino, well, I, I, I also relate to you too in the sense that 
I have family that in Nigeria that I probably have either never met or only met once. And though, like, uh, like you said, um, you knew your great aunt obviously at some point in your life, but you feel like there's like that little disconnect. There was a similar situation for when my grandma passed away because obviously she'd been an occasional part of my life and I'd met her a few times. And so when it happened, I was like crying because I was upset, but a little part of me felt this weird guilt because I was like, yeah. I couldn't, we didn't speak that much because she only spoke Yoruba and I I understand it, I don't speak it that much. So we had like, we always had to have a middleman, so we didn't have this close relationship. And then my brothers on the other hand weren't like, uh, well, to me, what I saw, they didn't seem like they were crying or upset at all because they were like, we didn't really have a relationship with this person. So it was, it's this weird thing where you have this family, this huge wide family back home, but when you come here it's almost like there's this kind of like weird not wall but it takes a lot to kind of maintain like that close connection you maybe would have had if you stayed in the country across an ocean and i think a lot of people from other cultures from non-white like cultures especially maybe feel that or see that because when you move to the west there's like this whole you're coming to this place which is meant to be good for like in terms of economy and family in terms of like economically and money wise but is there like a cost when you leave back the people you know back at home is that what um sorry i just had like a thought process in my mind where i was thinking about like how um so like how you're talking about when you um move away to like the west or when you move away to a place that's not your home do you think that's why that's why a lot of us don't have that much of a idea of what family is because we're in and not an unknown land but like a place where we wouldn't ideally call home um i also kind of felt like it's to do with the fact that a lot of the cultures we come from are mm. collectivist cultures anyways yeah. so like it's very community based and everyone interacts with everyone but when you yeah. come to the west it's very individualistic fast-paced you know mm. you kind of do things by yourself so it's kind of like the compromise of having to be I guess collectivists in your family in an individualistic culture mm. so like there's that cultural difference that makes it harder mm. as well mm. yeah like, I feel like within our cultures you know when you're family you're basically family for life mm. and I feel like with western culture it's like once you turn 16 or 18 they're really ready to kick you out of the house <laughs> when, you turn, yeah. when you turn 13 it's time to get a job you know your parents it's like I, d I don't know what it is but it's just like everyone's just really independent here I guess you know I'll see people who have been working from very early on in their teen years me I've never had a proper job in retail and I'm 21 now but it's just because I've had that support from my family and I'm just very fortunate I guess to have support from my family but it's like it's very interesting to see how other people are with their families and the type of relationships that they have with their family members as well because i know like there are quite a, f a lot of people who don't talk to their family like people just move on and don't look back and personally even though you know i do like i'm very fine being on my own and stuff i don't know how i could move on and be so independent that i'm not gonna go back and speak to my family members or anything like that like it's a lot to leave behind in my opinion but it really depends because obviously if you know something bad has really happened and either they're not accepting you for who you are or something along the lines of that or something bad has happened then i guess that's understandable but it's like once you have that i don't know moment where you're independent and you just 
leave them out it kind of feels really weird that some mm. people do that but yeah but I know that we're talking about like our cultures being very collectivist and um, but you do have situations where a lot of people um, are in- neglected by their families or uh, are estranged as well and kind of have to form their own um, community or have to form, the- form their own family and that's where you have people who might not be blood related to you but like Davino said a lot of your friends will become your family because you no longer have that like support like um related relative support mm. yeah that's true honestly because like as i said being here by myself like i'm very comfortable that's mainly because of all the friends i have and i consider all of my friends family of course and i to be honest that's a beautiful thing in my opinion because even if you are to start a new family it's not like you're getting married to someone who who's already in your immediate family mm. obviously this is a friend you've made outside and i think it's just wonderful how you can make friendships with people. Amalade is looking at me because she's my sister. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's she just with the S word. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's honestly really lovely when you can meet people and form these attachments. And like yeah, Amalade has honestly become my sister i am so gassed right now because all i've ever wanted was for sophie to just tell me how she feels about me so <laughs> yay okay indeed <laughs> uh, uh i think one thing we really ke- we keep touching on is this um is like knowing when is the whole having to cut some people off or like having to remove some family from your life and I know that there are sometimes instances where that isn't people's choice, being separated or removing their family. But obviously there are situations where you're, you know that there are people in your life that aren't good for you. And sadly, sometimes that's the people that you're blood related to, which I think, I'm not sure who it was. I think, yeah, it was the receipts again. We keep quoting the receipts. <laughs> um, Tolly, one of the hosts is talking about how in her life she had to come, she had to realize that, um, I'm misquoting her, but generally the gist was that she realized that blood like you can't just hold on to it just because of blood there's sometimes some people are not good for you even Mm. when they're blood related to you and i think Mm. that's something i've had to realize also in my life too Mm. yeah um just want to add i just feel very fortunate like i have a there's no beef in my family okay Mm. there must be some beef (laughs) because it's like i've got loads of uncles and aunties and nieces Mm. and nephews but like i really hear about i hear about people talk about this uncle did this and uh oh, no, <laughs> it's so like it's it, oh, no it's, <laughs> it's so annoying because sorry Manuel, just yeah. sometimes i i come i'm like oh okay so this uncle how's he doing and then i hear a story about something that happened or and that's one thing i don't like i don't know if it's just my nigerian family but the children are the last to know mm. and it annoys me because then we hear it because we have family members that go to other churches so then people from that church will be like bringing us news from what happened with this family <laughs> and I'm like this is my family how am I not how do I not know this or like this person's done this or we're not talking to this person because of this and why is it always land that seems to be dividing family when property yeah. comes into play families always seem to be having arguments over like housing and property and sorry yeah <laughs> okay on, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't say there's none of that but i think there's there's little there's less of that than maybe some other extended families where mm. it's a lot more complicated but in my immediate family is just like like my parents are just so loving and caring and oh. kind and like i have both parents this is a privilege that not everyone has mm-hmm. and i've i wasn't adopted and i have both biological parents and i have 
like they care and they provide even when it's a struggle to provide mm-hmm. and like I've been thinking a lot about like people who are fostered and people who orphaned and people who just don't have traditional families mm-hmm. like I've been watching a lot of This Is Us um, wow, I'm not going to spoil anything but like but like some people are like even when even when they're adopted they're still abused they're still like how can you, someone adopt you and then like I don't understand the process that people go through to adopt someone mm-hmm. and still yeah and the, so tra- the trauma it does to people who are adopted and but I, I think one thing I did appreciate that you did mention is like the privilege of having two parents and two biological parents because I think that does make a difference to like not how you're brought up because you, you can still have a good upbringing regardless of one or two parents but mm-hmm. at times it is a privilege actually having two parents and like so like speaking for like someone who's from a one parent home I think you realize how difficult it is without two parents and also you kind of you you feel like you miss I mean for me I always feel like I miss a lot in terms of like not having a dad or like a active father in my life but I don't know if I'm missing that much but at times like when you have like father's day and stuff like that it's so sad but like this father's day I don't know why it was so hard for me but it was just so sad seeing like Everyone's talking about oh shut up. <laughs> it's so sad. No, we're talking about like their dads and stuff, and like you realize how much of a privilege some people actually have having two parents, and especially active fathers as well. Not to like divert the conversation to like no, you, fathers you, and no, whatever, but topic, it is yeah. a very very important thing that like having two parents and how much it can actually bring to a child's life as well. So yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like even me, I'm grateful for having two parents. Sometimes it feels like I have one, but I'm not gonna throw any shade. They don't know. They don't know which one I'm talking about if they listen to this. But <laughs> I'm not gonna throw any shade. But yeah, um, I am. I'm honestly grateful for my family. It's kind of weird though because um, you tend, if you do have like both of your parents in your life, you kind of model, I guess, your idea of. A relationship or like love and stuff mm. from that relationship mm-hmm. and when it's not a very mm, what's the conventional relationship it's when it's not your most conventional relationship it's kind of I, I don't know it's kind of really weird because you don't really know what to expect and it can sometimes give you kind of an kind of a pessimistic view on relationships in general so like the idea of men being trash basically you know maybe you've had an experience with i don't know you've seen the way your dad has probably treated your mother or maybe their relationship didn't work out because you know someone went to go and cheat or something like i don't know it's kind of it's kind of disheartening because you want to love the people that you have in your life because they love you but then their relationship isn't working out in front of you so it's kind of confusing especially if it's something you're looking at from a really young age of course so that's i don't that's just another issue that i guess i'd have with like even though you have two parents it doesn't mean that everything is great at the same time but at the same time i am grateful for having two parents but yeah not the they're not gonna be my model for relationships that's Mm. what i can say i mean Going back to like my favorite book, All About Love by Bell Hooks, she actually talks about that as well and about like how a lot of um, children and a lot of teenagers 
emulate the relationship that they see so like um you see a lot of children will emulate um how their parents treat each other as well that's why you sometimes have like some women saying oh he loves me because he's beating me up or he's doing this to me but really and truly they've seen their parents go through that and let me let me just clarify my father is not beating my mom because (laughs) i just i just want to my parents are very lovely people okay that's not what i'm saying but yeah you can continue no no no, no. that's just like an an example but like a lot of women or even men as well will say yeah she's hitting me or he's hitting me but he's still deep down loves me but, and they'll look at like those things as like a form of the person showing them affection and she even talks about like how some parents even like beat their children as well and like, use that as like a form of like love like I'm beating you because I love you and like a lot of people use like violence to like show love and it's it's very weird as well and it's like the same thing about what Emmanuel was saying about like how how can someone who adopts you or is meant to be your family you know misuse you so yeah um, I kind of just wanted to bounce off of Emmanuel's point uh, really briefly to mm. plug one of my friends. Mm. Um, so one of my friends from sixth form, Cleopatra, um, her YouTube is Cleopatra with three A's, mm. if you want to check out her videos, where she talks about being fostered and going through the foster system. Um, I kind of feel like uh, that was that I, that was just a side point for me to kind of just plug my friend Cleopatra <laughs> but I kind of feel like um, like families and the relationships like that are in them so like speaking from like you know being because I'm from a single parent household even though I do occasionally speak to my dad who's in Jamaica uh, not by choice obviously <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's again it's kind of weird because like not to like spill any family tea or anything but like with a, with growing up with a mum who was like pretty much worked to provide mm. for her kids because me and my two older brothers she worked a lot to provide for her kids I kind of feel like now as an adult I can understand um, th- like things that I would have you know grown up feeling resentment towards like not being able to spend as much time with her mm-hmm. or like um, you know um not getting I guess as much emotional engagement as other mm. people might get but um I feel like my mind's gone blank I don't know what I'm saying no, I, 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 get what, I get what you mean as well because I, I also have that thought process as well with like my mum because she literally works 24-7 and, and I think she even knows that as well she doesn't spend that much time with us and you do have that resentment as well but you know that it's not by choice that they're working that much. It's because they're by themselves and they don't have that support as well. And I think as children as well, we have to be very considerate about the person who's also working because I think at times I, I, I've i been quite selfish in the fact that like I'll put my needs before hers, but not actually considering that, okay, for one, this person, because not to like bounce off, but like, Another thing is like you have the pressures as well for like single parents from like church as well and from society as well. Yeah, Mm. and especially like if you're a single mother in a Nigerian community as well, a lot of people will look at you and be like, "Oh, why is she doing it by herself? Why can't she go and find a man or whatever?" So, did you have those pressures as well? It's not just the pressures of being a single parent, but they also have like societal pressures. Yeah. 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 So sorry, Davina. Um, uh, to kind of go off what you guys were saying. Um it kind of goes back into the being a child and looking at your parents working themselves so hard so I'm I'm not from a single parent household but 
being from a household where both my parents have built their own business and built themselves up from the ground it's been an interesting thing to see because it's it's kind of like every time I would be upset or be angry by the fact that they couldn't attend my thing or they couldn't come and see my play or they couldn't be in the audience for whatever I was doing or it would I'd have to constantly remember the fact that they're working in the back of them, my mind to provide for me and my brothers so whenever anyone was like oh it must be so cool your parents own their own business at the same time I was like it's cool they own their own business but the extra work these people are doing day and night because you don't stop being a business owner when when business closes at 5 eight, mm. five p.m. you're seriously working on this thing 24-7 putting your life and your soul and worrying about this thing 24-7 and I think one thing that you guys said about like constantly having to remind yourself that they're doing this for you and like trying to be less selfish I think that's something that I have had to keep on reminding myself because I thought as I got older I'd be more understanding and more aware of like okay obviously this is the, what they're doing but sometimes that little selfishness pops its head back up and I find myself being like but Ooh. why can't you come to this or why can't Ooh. we stay for this mm. even like during graduation they were like oh but we have to get back and a little part of me I tried not to Ooh. I tried not to be that selfish little kid but a little part of me was like but why can't we just stay a little bit longer to do this but it's it's just this reminder that I guess family whether you have the one who is there for you or you have two parents or you have just a whole unit surrounding you that ho honestly it's uh, such a blessing when you have those that are truly working for you mm. I think that's why a lot of people look back and they're like I have to have to buy my parents a house mm, or I have yeah. to provide for my family mm -hmm. because of all that they've done for us mm -hmm. in our lives that's, mm -hmm. that's always the goal in a lot of like mm -hmm. especially I, I'm speaking for like my Nigerian experience but I know like a lot of cultures are like the one that's like when I get money the first thing I'm doing I'm gonna pay mm. my parents mortgage off I'm mm -hmm. gonna do this because it's about providing and thanking them for everything they've done mm. for you mm. I think that's what every single parent as well what even not just Nigerian parent but like I'm sure every g parent in general would want at least their children to look back once they've grown up and are now successful to like you know provide for them because I think one thing my mom always says is that she will always she will reap the, the seeds that she sows like meaning us she will reap you know our wealth and you know our our um our successes as well I think one thing I always appreciate about my mom is that even like now that I have a job and everything she's always like encouraging me every single day like oh well done about this like today I don't touch my heart she like sent me a screenshot of like this BBC this, this interview thing that I did and she was like oh I'm really proud of you and I was like wow thanks <laughs> yeah but it's just it's just those things as, as well and I really mm -hmm. pray that everyone at least has someone whether it's just a, a blood related family or just like a friend who's basically showing you what love is and how a relationship or how a friendship or even just how a family should be because i think everyone needs that love everyone deserves to have someone who can show them that so definitely yeah. definitely i think one thing we have to like keep on reminding ourselves is that family doesn't always have to be that one yeah. that you're born into you can honestly mm -hmm. hopefully you're surrounded by people who you can make into a family i feel like i've found recently in my recent years like people who have just I've been I've, maybe I haven't said it externally but I've been able to call them like I, I love them like family you love me? okay get <laughs> up yourself <laughs> okay we're gonna play Destiny's Child uh, we're Girl. playing yes and we'll be back with you guys in a little bit yeah. 
Hello. <laughs> Hello. Mamalade is discussing her hosting skills. Nah, maybe we could even discuss it in the They're sense mediocre. of friendship. Oh, we can. You know, wow. Did we yeah. not really call her out? <laughs> what did you call me? Uh-huh. What did you call me? Oh, anyway, you this is Canterbury. <laughs> and we are here talking about you. Talking with about you. About you. Yeah, we you are. Know <laughs> what? Yeah. You know what? We're talking with you about relationships. So mm. this, right now we're moving on to friends and friendships. Friends. And coming back from the break Omalade was actually discussing her hosting <laughs> skills because she was hosting me and Davina in her house this past yes. weekend it's, it's, it was you know it, what it's been an experience this, this auntie will make you it's make been you an experience. do laundry yeah exactly make you clean dishes <laughs> uh-huh. I'm fine with washing dishes because I feel bad if I go to someone's house I don't clean up after exactly. myself but when she makes me wash the bed sheets I really have to question <laughs> what kind of better breakfast I'm staying in. I didn't make her wash it. They oh, were in, really? They were in the washing oh, machine really? already. Okay. I just said, switch. Did you take my clothes out the dryer? I did take yours out okay, the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> you see what's happening live on air. You see what's happening. Okay, good, good, oh, good. Oh, Literally, I'm, I was house girl for the weekend. Wow. Davina was just complaining for too much. She didn't even do that much. That's not the point. <laughs> it is. He didn't do anything. Out. I've been very stressed out. Oh, wow. Must be so sad. So, friendships. Wow. You really are just... No. Wow. Just brutal. You came to my house. You have no (laughs) sympathy. Wow. Wow. Okay. We see how it is. We see how it is. Don't worry. Next time, when you say it, I'm going to protect your integrity here by not saying anything. Don't worry. Don't push me. Don't push me to the edge. Don't worry. When you come to my house, I'll make you sweep floor. Make I you mean, dust I said I'm gonna come. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Okay. Don't worry when she asks. When she asks, don't worry. I'll let you know. I rejected her straight. But yes, moving on. We're now talking about friends. So in this half of the episode, we're gonna be talking about friendships. Um, and I think one thing that made me really think about this is um insecure. So if anyone's been watching Insecure, Issa Rae's award-winning HBO show, award-winning. Hey, um, right now the storyline is uh is I think this season focuses more on friendship, and I actually like that as much as I I, I love I love the uh the special the special scenes of the men that you wow. see he says is a giant oh. Oh. Wow, thank you thank you Auntie Issa um, I really just feel like this season is really also focusing on the friendships that Issa's built up that Issa has shown us since season one so um, see episode five and episode six in particular focuses on Kelly Tiffany Issa and Molly and their relationship as friends mm. and how that seems to be moving away as of the time we're talking about uh, as of the time we're doing this episode uh, episode seven has come out of Insecure but we we haven't seen that yet so we're just going to focus on five and six yeah. and in those episodes you kind of see the little cracks that are forming in um in their relationship especially because tiffany has had a baby spoiler mm. guys she hasn't had it but she's pregnant mm. uh spoilers anyone who hasn't seen insecure yet this season um tiffany let's just put a disclaimer we're gonna have spoilers oh, just yeah. a little bit tiffany is pregnant with her baby and you kind of see that she feels like she's being left out mm. but also at some point she does leave kelly out so it kind of made me think about um friendships and how they can change mm. and i know that that's something that i'm sure everybody has experienced in the studio mm-hmm. okay. i think um adding on to that as well i i guess diving into the discussion i think one fear i had like um graduating and then moving into like a job was like feeling left out out of my friends because like 
everyone wasn't in Canterbury anymore. So like I'm the only one out of my friendship group, or kind of, that's currently working and, and also living in Canterbury. And I thought I was gonna like be really left out and not have like anyone to hang out with. But clearly that wasn't the case and I was just overthinking. But I think when um you have um a change in like your life, so like whether you're graduating or you're leaving a job, you do you feel like you'll be left out or you won't like you you'll feel it's different to everybody else but it's also in the hands of those people who are your friends not trying to include you in stuff so yeah definitely definitely i think um i noticed when i came back from my year abroad hey guys started again <laughs> she started she was stu- what did you study again None of your business. Um, <laughs> when I came back from my year abroad, I was, I, I think I was made aware that maybe my friendships had changed a little bit. Mm. And I think that's something I, I knew would happen, but I didn't really factor in how monumental it could be yeah. in terms of like, I didn't really factor in how, obviously when you're living in a different country, there's like different time zones, which you, mm. at first you kind of compensate for, but as time mm. goes on, sometimes you might become a little bit lazier mm. and you know, you're obviously focused on what's going on right in front of you. Mm. But um, it just, it, you don't always notice sometimes stuff slipping away until you do. And then you're kind of worried like, oh man, I got to fix some stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, does anyone else have any friendship things they want to go into a little bit? Um, Manu, what about you? <laughs> My friendships have changed a lot. Yeah. Cause, I be, I guess I was I was really shy in like secondary school, so I didn't make like friends until like year eight. So in year seven, that's like, not that far. <laughs> 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 okay, but okay, in year eight I had like one friend. Saying that stuff like year eight was like five years old. No, but year seven I didn't talk to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was alone in year seven. The entire like year. Everyone is alone in year seven. The entire year. Okay. Okay. Maybe I was alone. But yeah, by year eight, year nine, I mean like three or four friends and like but like kids used to play out and go to each other's houses and stuff but like I didn't get to do any of that so just like probably see each other at school maybe once in a while go to their houses but some of those friends I made in secondary school I'm still friends with today but like going to uni it's kind of like not that the friendships died we're still good friends and we see each other but it's like when we see each other it's like three four times a summer maybe once a summer or maybe once over Christmas. So we see each other less than 10 times a year since I started uni. I mean, it's kind of like, it's finding time and kind of like, not growing our friendships, but kind of, you you, you make new friends and it's kind of like, oh, you're still my good friend, but at the same time, like, we're doing different things and we'll see each other, we'll catch up and it'll be really good. But at the same time, it's like, we're not talking like every day. But like, I remember back, back in secondary school, we used to talk every day, every day. Like, we'll see each other in person, we'll be talking on Facebook after school. But like, now, even though we don't even see each other in person, we don't even talk on Facebook. Like, it's maybe every couple of months, like, checking up, like, how you doing? Mm. And I feel like I have very few close friends. Mm. Like, I know a lot of people, but I have very few close friends. Like, I don't think anyone would call me their best friend. Aww. Just sad. Aww. No, but I don't hey, have any man. single person who would call me their best friend. Sad. I have close friends but I don't, think, I don't think anyone who have as close a relationship I feel like the term best friend is completely overrated sometimes like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no honestly because like if I when I have close friends like, like as I said before I consider them siblings I find it weird because like growing up 
Like I was never anyone's best friend. So then, when I'm whenever I'm like friends with someone and they they will say, "Oh, this is my best friend." I'm like, "Oh, so what am I?" Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I thought we were close, but I, I've done that before. Like, yeah, oh, that's my best friend, but like, it's like that's not. He yeah. doesn't persons feel the same way, like. Yeah. So like, I feel like it kind of it really excludes other people. Like, oh. what's the point? of having friends if you're gonna just take one out of the group and say yeah this one is my best friend I'm sorry I'm sorry don't you sometimes think that there's one person who you tell like everything to as a compared to some of your other friends do that in private please you know don't make it public I have several I have a single I have several I have several people I'll tell things but I don't have one person that I would consider yeah. like the mm. person I mean right now I'm doing the thing where I tell everyone bits and pieces and then until I realise like oh yeah my bad I haven't told you this yet yeah. and then I yeah. feel like oh what does it say about my friendships yeah. but honestly it's just I don't I don't just I just don't always talk about my business that's my thing mm. it's not like I don't consider you my friend it's, it's just I, I just tell you when I tell you mm. Mm. but yeah go on Sophie yeah my friendships have been they've been interesting i guess i'm not the most social person so my first friends in secondary school i made through uh, my um form group because they put you in a form group and you guys are together from year seven till year 11 unless someone leaves school or someone dies or you know coming from south london i'm sorry you know some people some people lost lost classmates that's all i have to say no one died in my year group so that's nice but we thank god we thank god but yeah (laughs) the looks i'm getting (laughs) no but um yeah so they were my close friends and then i was in classes with most of these people and it's like our friendship was amazing i love my experience in secondary school because we just laugh about everything and i'm still i'm still funny now nothing's really changed (laughs) like people still laugh when i say things and okay (laughs) but yeah like um my friendships are very fun and interesting and it's like we used to joke a lot and we joke about like teachers and stuff but it's like once we left school it's like what what do we really have in common if we're not insulting our math teacher so (laughs) it's like it's been it's been weird because i consider my friends from school family but then i moved to uni and I'm completely disregarding sixth form because I didn't make friends because, again, I'm an introvert and I didn't really talk to anyone during my sixth form days. But, um, yeah, it feels really weird because I moved to uni and I made new friends and my friends at uni are now my family. And I'm more... <laughs> I speak more to my uni friends than I do to my home friends. And it's so bad because I was at home for the entire summer and I probably saw home friends at least maybe maybe twice. I only saw two friends. And I have, I've got quite a lot of friends and I don't know, I just feel like I'm slipping out of friendship slowly, which is not something I want, but I feel like in life, as you get older, you kind of lose some people along the way, mm. which is kind of sad, but I guess it's, it's a part of life. Yeah, it yeah. is sad to think about, but I don't, I, I, I'm sometimes caught in between of thinking it's like, is it a bad thing, but is it, is it also, it's, is it the time? Like, mm. is it just, is it, was this our time? Because you know that whole saying about some people in your life for a reason, cool. some people in your life for a season. Sorry. And then I'm like, is this the end of our season? And then I'm like, is this a sad way of thinking about it? But yeah. I don't know. Davina, what about you? Um, Like, what in what aspect? What like, um, in terms of friendships, like, are you, in terms of, like, keeping friends or how important your friends are to you? Um... Okay, so friends has always been a weird source of contention for me. Mm-hmm. Not to go into like full depth or anything, but secondary school, I was in. 
the the best way to describe it loosely is like a cult. Oh wow! wow. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad, obviously, but like, um, it was a uh, it wasn't the best situation. But you know, we make light out of the worst situations. And one of the people who was in that group of friends, they apologized, and like she became family after we kind of detached ourselves from that situation. And recently, another friend from secondary school who randomly stopped speaking to me came back around and basically explained what was going on in his life at that point in time. And like, <coughs> kind of, kind of, I guess it was, it was kind of like closure, but it was more so like, you know, closure so we could reopen the situation, if that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, we stopped talking with, there was no explanation, there was no, Resolution. There was nothing. Mm. It was just a like, it was finished. Um, so I mean, it's good now that we're able to talk and catch up and like you know rekindle the friendship because that was a friendship that was important to me at the time. Uh, with my friends at sixth form, um, it's been really difficult. It was very difficult for me in first year of uni to adjust to being at uni because I wouldn't say I'm an, an introvert fully, like Sophie says she is. Um, but I find it hard to like adjust initially to new social situations. So like making friends at uni just wasn't like it wasn't it. Like I was not trying to do it. I didn't want to. And I was always I was always going like to my friends' unis or back home to London because I missed everyone so much. Mm. Which kind of affected some of the friendships I was making here at uni. But, you know, it's, it, it was it was it was hard to adjust to that period of being in sixth form and seeing your friends every single day, to not seeing your friends at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I mean we're all good now. I've kind of adjusted to the fact that I can't see my friends whenever I want, especially now that quite a few of them are doing year abroads and year in industry, so they're not even here in Canterbury or London. Or England, <laughs> so like it's it's that it's that adjustment process where I've kind of been able to be like you know I don't have to see my friends all the time to know that they're there for me mm-hmm. and they're gonna leave. Um, uni, I don't know. I've made some. I've made some people who I can consider friends. Some of them are sitting in this room. <laughs> Notice how I said some. Won't name any names. <laughs> Won't name any names, but I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I've made some. I made some good friends at uni, but I feel like being here. Maybe it's just me overthinking things in my head, but I feel like I don't want it to be. But I feel like a lot of the connections I've made at uni have been temporary. And that has shown with how some of the friendships I've had at uni have gone down. Mm. And I don't, I mean, I don't want that to continue to happen. But if it does, I'm not going to be, you know, stressing over it anymore because I've already done enough. And final year cannot come and kill me. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, you know. I think the one thing you just said, Davino, is something I sometimes think about too. The idea that. I wonder about like the length of some of the friendships I make and sometimes I think that's bad to think about but I'm also I I think it's a way of like guarding and protecting my heart and my feelings my emotions because sometimes I worry that if I invest a lot of love into this it's gonna it's gonna end up hurting me when we eventually break apart 
and I'm having these realizations like on the radio right now. <laughs> but um, I think one thing I'm also trying to remember is that like being in this friendship in the moment is one thing I I just I need to do. Like I can't always control what happens in the future. So if I put this love in now, then hopefully this love will continue, even if it might not be an everyday kind of love, but. It will be like a no. I mean, everyday kind of love, but it might not be like a see them, talk to them everyday kind of love. But it will be a love that's there, yeah. hopefully. Let me see. What about um, in terms of like insecure? Have you guys seen season? Have you seen episode five and episode six? I've never yeah. seen season I personally one. Personally, <laughs> 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 <Wait, laughs> <laughs> I've not seen any of your, the episodes, so <laughs> do yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> do you want to plug your ears? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think one thing I actually wanted to say was... Um, okay, you talk to the mic, please. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. I think one thing I actually wanted to say was I actually felt so bad for Kelly because I think I understood what she meant as, like, um, Issa has Molly and she has... Um, Tiffany? Tiffany, yeah. Yeah. And it was so sad as well because you expect, like, your best friend or, quote-unquote, like, quotation marks, your best friend to include you in their baby shower, but they're including other people that you don't even know. And it it, it was so sad as well because she was like, I actually said I wanted to throw you a baby Mm. shower, but you were like, no, or, like, you find someone else or you just didn't include me. And and I think it's that aspect of, like, a friendship is a two-way thing rather than, like, I'm putting all this effort into you and you're not giving it back because that's that's one thing I hate about like just relationships with people in general because I feel like for me I if I like someone or if if I care about someone I give them my all and if I'm not getting that back it's always it's always quite uncomfortable for me and can clearly and I, I I actually related a lot to like Kelly as well I felt so bad for her because she's so funny and it's just like Tiffany I mean personally with me I don't like Tiffany's character I just feel like she's just very rude and yeah, I feel like she's fake as well. I feel mm. like Tiffany's real. No, nah, I feel like she's very, very. She's I very. I feel like very she's a bougie, real person. Like all that, her like mm, my man. <laughs> I know whatever she does. I think that's just her. I mean, yeah. I get like. I feel like she's probably the character we, one of the characters you know least about because yeah. there's a whole thing like when Derek was living in a hotel apparently for like six months. I w- they were like, wait, what? And she didn't even talk about it. So, uh, but maybe she talked about it with Kelly, which again is the whole idea that you maybe tell one person instead of like your whole group of friends. Mm. I feel like it explores like friendship groups where two people or more like closer than the rest of the group and it kind of alienates alienates the rest of the group, not purposefully, but like at the same time, you can definitely tell that certain people are more close, so they'll talk more and hang out more. And when like people hanging out together without someone else it can hurt but it's not like people don't always mean it intentionally but I feel like Issa and uh, Molly could have been more considerate um, of um, Tiffany's feelings um, I mean, I, what did you what did you think in, uh, about like what happened between Tiffany and Kelly Emmanuel I guess like when someone gets into like becomes gets married and has a baby and everything and like their life is going to change they're going to have less time and they're going to have to make an effort to like see their friends but it's like I get where Kelly's coming from and Kelly like is obviously living a different life and she wants to party and stuff and but she wanted to help Tiffany that's still yeah, my thing yeah yeah I feel, I feel like 
But she still and also I, hates the baby, so she needs to grow up a little she bit. Hate Wait, no, no, no. The she baby. said that the baby hated her. Yeah. Well, that's a very irrational for an adult to say a baby <laughs> oh, hates Oh, but them. apparently <laughs> that's a thing that a lot some people do. They're like, why does this baby hate me? Yeah. I mean, true. I'm not saying it's rational, but apparently a lot of people feel like because they're losing their friend, they put mm-hmm. it on the baby, which is a childish move. But yeah, and I think as well, um, not to like, not but like to put it to like a level that we can all relate to, like even like when your friends enter into relationships, sh- uh, relationships. relationships as well. <laughs> I think a lot of people tend to always have that fear of like you're stealing oh, my best friend, you're stealing my best friend, and you know yeah. you're gonna have any time for me and all that kind of stuff. So. It, it is quite rational as well and, and you know not to like say that people are attached to their friends but I think when when so like you your friend being single and you being single you they have more time for you you can spend more time together but then they have this new person who or a baby or just like another person who they're going to spend all their time with and it's going to make you feel like oh you know they might not have time for me and like let's say I'm asking them to go out together but then they're saying no I'm going out with Josh today and it's just like wow Okay. Yeah, but you can't. Must be like, nice. That's very. It's, as much as <laughs> yeah. as much as I'm that person as well. Like mm. you know, oh, you're not spending as much time with me, blah blah yeah. blah. You have to grow up. Like people, mm. people have to. Ad- <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You have to. You have to grow up and understand that people's lives are changing, and you have to adapt to that, or you get left mm. in the dirt. Like you get left behind because mm. you can't be telling someone who's just had a baby you're not spending enough time with me because they have a baby. Yeah. Sure, Goodbye. Sure. We can both spend time with the baby. Well, no, that's the ideal situation. Isn't what if I don't want to spend time with the baby? Or what if I don't want to spend time with so your the boyfriend? Baby should just go and park itself. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You adapt or get left. No, that's childish. Like, no, because I do. But okay, not to sound selfish, but like, let's say you have a boyfriend, and let's say you have a baby. You need to. Okay, we need to be able to spend time together without you, without me, you, and that person. Because I, mean, I know that that baby is part of your life. Are you okay? Okay, I know the baby is part of your life. What? I just sound irrational, but I know that. Okay, this is just like a tiny, tiny thing. But I know the baby is part of your life, but you know we need to have girl time. Like we need to have our friendship time. We can't have girl time with the baby. Oh, Wait, why you just like, get a child mind Yeah, we have child mind well, Yeah, get a child mind well, In the okay, first okay. year of a, like when a baby's born, like you need to spend as much time as possible. So okay, well, I, mean, I to think bond. I think one thing we have to come to we sh- we are all thankful for is that none of us are having babies anytime <laughs> soon. Um, but yeah, we th- we hope you guys in excuse me, I'm not I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not gonna bring anyone out. Okay, so, yeah. well. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, this is a part one of relationships. Um, we hope that you will listen in and to our part two.